Schmannel. 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 Hello and welcome to Panel Schmannel, where non-experts talk nonsense. Today's Schmannelists are Mira. Hello. Very enthusiastic. Alan. Hello. And we're letting Steve talk. Steve. They're letting me talk. <laughs> I'm supposed to talk. This is quite novel. Now I'm going to hit you. Oh. <laughs> Alan, Alan, Alan. No, wait. That's Steve. 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 <laughs> I can do that. You actually can, but I didn't bring my hitting things. I hope you all get shot. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. My name's Rachel, and I'm the moderator. If our smearless get off topic or interrupt, or you know, generally displease me, I'ma shoot him with a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> and if we reference something geeky, we'll link to it in the comments on our podcast website, panelschmannel.com. If we don't know something and we reference it, we'll make Sean look it up as part of his homework. <laughs> Love you, Sean. <laughs> Today's topic is all about teleportation. What would be the cultural repercussions if anyone could teleport anywhere at any time how would this work mira how do you think this would work would it be are we using magic are we gonna go the beam me up scotty route and have a machine i'm all about beam me up scotty i've been dreaming of this day because i hate driving and flying is also (laughs) not cool and i also don't like moving (laughs) oh i never considered moving moving you wouldn't have to move all your stuff you'd just be all like scotty Beam the couch over. Would, It'd be like, <laughs> and then your couch would be there. Would it, and you would have to call your stupid friends that have like pickup trucks. Yeah. It, it <laughs> would have to happen slow. It would have to be where only objects could be teleported because there'd be a huge outcry. I mean, don't you know that when you get teleported, your original body dies and you're a clone copy? Like, even if it was legit. Or like, it dismantles your soul. I've given this a lot of thought. So, we, we covered flu powder. We covered Beam Me Up Scotty teleporter. What about portal gun? Oh, portal Ooh. gun! Just have, you know, somebody have the blue portal and you open up the orange portal. That and that way when you move, so you just cool. put something... Through the hole. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to move right on past that. Steve, how do you think this would work mechanically-wise? Well, just, um, I I think that those are kind of the the basic ways that most people have thought about them, but I I think that those are interesting in that they go in roughly reverse order from mm, easiest, or at least most commonly used, to least. So, for example, if all you needed was... You know, if everybody was a magician and then everybody could make their own flu pot or whatever, you'd have people, you know, like popping up all over the place. Um, or I suppose anywhere that there was a chimney. Um, but I mean, like, places would become more common. Yeah. But I mean, like, if, if you just could, like, with a thought, go anywhere and anyone could do this, um, that would be you very You saw messy. Doctor Strange, didn't you? I did not. Oh, because he does just that. Oh, lucky him. He rotates his hand and creates a portal and... He just... 
sales visits everywhere, at least everywhere on Earth. Wow. Uh, I guess with more training, he can go in other universes. I'm talking about, like, everybody, everybody just can just do this. Not even, like, waving his hand or just, like, they're they're there. They have this psionic ability. Okay, even in the Harry Potter universe, not everybody can use flu powder. So that would be one end. That would be the other social construct, because the people who couldn't do that... Would they be, would label you as witches and we'd go back to burning people alive. Oh, and those people wouldn't last very long, I don't think. I think you would basically just, like, grab one of them, hold your breath, teleport 30,000 feet in the air, teleport back without them, and just watch. Because that I'm, I'm assuming that... chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm with I, Alan on this. I'm, I'm thinking that there's we're, enough, like, we're horrible talking. people in the universe, like, so, that, that would basically end that... You know, strain of like non-teleporting people really just, fast. Just call the herd. I, I'm. I don't know. We were talking about like uh, foregoing long road trips <laughs> to not using aircraft to making moving easier. And you're talking about the subsequent like murder of a group of people who don't agree with you. Well, no, no, but that's the thing. Like, you don't need very many people to be psychopaths <laughs> who can teleport before they start, like, wiping out the fairly large sections of society for kicks. Are you one Especially, of them? Are you one of them porters? No, no, sir, no. And you yeah, leave. You get out of the room. What? You don't even need, like, imagine, like, if, like, a seven-year-old was, like angry at somebody and they didn't have the social skills or they were still like micro sociopaths the way that children kind of are yeah bullying would not end well you're you're introducing another thing it's all like okay we're all magicians we can teleport psionicists or whatever yeah we can like do we just teleport ourselves or through physical contact can we affect another that's true. That's an interesting point. Because you like, you hold your breath, you grab on a person, you grin because you're going to do something evil, and then you're thirty thousand feet above <laughs> the ground alone, going, "It didn't work." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It, that would be the most extreme. Okay, we're just going to like, in order to prevent Steve from killing people. <laughs> we're going to say you cannot teleport another person with you. This is why also, they don't let me in front of the bikes usually. <laughs> Yeah, he just starts killing people. I'm running away from home. <laughs> oh, oh, where'd he go? You know what? I think that um, GPS trackers would be very common. Like, you'd, you'd, they, like you'd in the hospital. just be inserting them in your butt. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, in the hospital, <laughs> like, right right as soon as, like, the baby's born, the first thing to go in like is a GPS tra- tracker. It would not, like, up the butt. <laughs> My cats are chipped in the neck. Have you... Like, well, you wouldn't you wouldn't chip a person in the neck. You bleed a lot there. So I would totally chip a person in the neck. Like Duracell battery commercials, it would show a guy changing the tire in the rain, and his flashlight would be going off, and it would show another guy changing his tire in the same situation. And his flashlight was working just fine because he had Duracell batteries. Mm-hmm. Someone pointed out that the the new Duracell battery commercial doesn't make any sense without more context clues because it shows this mother you know shouting out in the middle of the woods going like Kevin Kevin and she pushes this little button and Kevin runs back to to mommy and goes do you use Duracell batteries what the hell did that lady push (laughs) apparently it's this wrist bracelet that they put on the kid that vibrates when mom pushes the button and he knows that the mm. kid has to come home. But like they didn't explain it. It was all like just, yeah, I'm just gonna push this button. He was like, what the hell's in his skull? You know? 
<laughs> it's a graviton beam. It's like activate homing device. Because <laughs> parents would need to do that for their teleporting children. Just hit a button and they warp back and hey. <laughs> but basically, I guess okay. So to wrap up the notion of this you know, insane idea where everyone can just teleport wherever, whenever. I'm pretty sure that everyone would be dead within, like, six months. So, so let's not go down that route okay, so much. Okay, we're going so to assume you can't kill someone with this power. Or at the very least, just, well, I mean, also you people would do something stupid. What if it's like Nightcrawler's powers where you have to see where you're going? That, that yeah, people would probably last a solid year. <laughs> No, I, but I'm thinking, like, if you need equipment, if you need um, a chimney, flu powder, um, a portal gun, you know, something like that, then... Starship Enterprise. The Starship Enterprise, Scotty. So, then, then you have technological limitations, which has a different effect, which is that only people who have that would be able to do it, which I presume in early on would be the wealthy, the powerful, that kind of thing. We don't care if well, they die. They may already have that, as far as we know. Well, the... I, I would say that it would have to happen gradually, where we could, like, beam stuff, but we can't beam living things yet. Right. Because if we automatically were able to teleport people, society would flip their, like... Wait, does that mean that you could, like, instantly get rid of all of the vermin in any particular thing just by teleporting it? Would all of the, like, if you teleported a box full of, like, well, horrible things, like horrible creatures and spiders and what's and so on... Uh, would the box go and the living things wouldn't? So just like they'd be floating there for a half second, like a well, it would be, it would be the teleporter device, uh-huh. and you'd only put stuff in it, right? And it would be against the law to put living stuff in it. Because but what if there were like mites or something in a couch? Then the mites would have been teleported just fine. People need to know that you're like, oh, we don't teleport people. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's so kind of like they wouldn't teleport living the technology's there. Watch the fly over and over again. We don't teleport people. Bad things happen. <laughs> I'm going to get superpowers, and this kid like picks a tick off his dog and uses a teleporter to become tick human, tick tick boy, which is considerably less attractive than the tick, Ew. most likely. Yeah, yeah. All I'm seeing is this kid running around with his tick face, and it's just. See, that would be the social stigma. It's all like, don't teleport live things. You can't, like, whoa, you two are teleporting together? One person's going to come out the other end. It's going to be that whole... People are going to hate it. They're going to say this isn't natural. It shouldn't be wireless teleportation. People would need that large cable-looking device between teleporter pods to say, like, oh, okay, so this guy goes through the tube and out the other end of the portal. Lots of urban myths. Yeah, and and as teleportation technology became more common, you'd have more and more, like, incidents and stuff on the news, and they'd have, like, you know, scary... uh, Child missing. Yeah, they'd have, like, these scary, news at five, another child has teleported his own head up his butt. (laughs) I don't know if that would make... I'm imagining an awful lot of horrible accidents, or, like... like, Have have any of you guys read Timeline? Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. The... I think it was it was Michael Crichton, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've stalked on the shelves plenty of times. I yeah, just yeah, haven't yeah. read it. <laughs> no, like you, you, it, they were they were teleporting through time, not through space necessarily. But like, one of the things that happened was the more you teleported, the more like your parts didn't come back together right. Hmm. So like, you could wind up with like internal bleeding or. You know, weird scars on your face. 
Like. You would think that that would mess your brain up. It did. It did. Okay. It good. caused brain damage. Yeah, because the brain's it complicated. Was a, it was a fun book. <laughs> like, if it's going to get messed up, so that's going to be oh, the yeah. first thing to go. Oh, yeah, it messed everything up. Huh. Well, to be fair, that's teleportation, teleporting through time. Okay, fine, teleporting through time. So much there, easier. I don't imagine there would still, like, I could, I'm still imagining there being, like, horrible accidents where someone gets, you know, teleported and their skin is inside well, out, and they're like, ah, gross. There's, there's that other, I, no, I think that there's, there's that other, gurgling and screaming, and then they'd be dead. There's that other form of their teleportation. Their skin is inside that, out, not their voice box. <laughs> it still talks just fine. There's that other form of teleportation we haven't talked about yet. What's that? Where Mike TV teleported in uh, Willy Wonka. Well, we also and he was like tiny at the. He, there's that. We also haven't talked about uh, Anne McCaffrey's dragons going between. Oh. Yeah. And then we have dragons. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, uh, now we know why. So they were going between dimensions, right? Yeah. D- between was in between. Actually, they're not really sure where it was. <laughs> it was between. It was between. The dragons couldn't between. explain it, okay? No, they couldn't. It's right there in the description. It says between. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... But you uh, could screw that up, too. So, are we still on the societal ramifications, or did I... Oh, we were talking about how would it work, and then you totally decided to start murdering people instead of discussing the mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> well, the mechanics are... I mean, there's, there's really only... There's, there's only a, a couple ways. There's that an I, infinite number of ways. You could ride a dragon. You could use flu powder. You could use a transporter. You could use a portal gun. Right. I'm just going to keep going. But really, there's only three. Wait, there's your own mind. Potter, couldn't you also get like flushed down a toilet? Yeah. You could. Well, and there was also, um, what, did, what did they call it where you, um, um, where you used your wand and you just teleported like pop? I don't know. And oh. if you screwed it up, you splinched. Yeah. I remember splinching, but I don't remember what it was called. Where apparate. you. Apparate. Yeah. Well yes. Done. That thing. That's like you were pretty much talking about apparition. Yeah. When you were talking mm-hmm. about being. But, a, but I mean, even within those, there's there's really only three. There's doing it within your own head. Um, that would be apparate, or you know, psionosis, or you know, whatever like that. There's pseudoscience or magic. Moving yeah. On. <laughs> and either way. Either way. Either way, you're a psychopathic murderer. Or you're born or, to yeah. death. Um, then there's with um, fairly uh, magical tools, so that would be flu powder and things like that, or technological wizardry. That would be portal guns or um, the USS Enterprise or something like that. Pretty much all of the ways that I can think of fall into one of those categories. I don't care anymore how we're doing it. What I care is, although I think we decided that having a machine and putting limitations on it would probably be best overall. So we went the beam of Scotty route. Um, more okay. or less. So technological. Border guns and Scotty. Yes. Okay. More teleporters, I think. Okay. Although portal guns are a lot of portal fun. Portal guns would be... <laughs> but what happens if you pour into a portal gun and only half of a person? Wait, what? What happens when you point a portal gun at only half of a person? Um, portal guns only work on surfaces that have been covered with moon dust. It was in the game. That's why it was. uh, That's why it wasn't very popular because they had to mine the moon, and it was very expensive. And that's why uh, Aperture Science went went under. That's the geekiest thing you've said all day. I'm sure it it won't be the last thing. (laughs) But at the at the end, you get to shoot the moon. It's great. Highly recommended. Ten to ten. Space.
that's the next question. <laughs> Moon dust. Um, <laughs> is there a limit to the distance? Like, we're going to talk about mechanics. Well, if there wasn't, then you'd be like, I wonder what Alpha Centauri's like. But you'd have yeah. to have a very nice spacesuit. Yeah, well, presuming there's nothing, you know, there isn't some, you know, habitable planet over there. Um, but I wouldn't want to be the first one to go find out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there probably would be some sort of a range. I mean, nothing has limitless power, really, especially if we're going with the machine. Can you teleport your clothes? <laughs> I was thinking that too, though. Because well, I think if you're going to Alpha Centauri, then it's no good going naked to go find out if there's I'm gonna an go life. With Captain Kirk <laughs> has his clothes on, he's teleported, for which I am very, very thankful because I never <laughs> want to see Will Shatner <laughs> naked. <laughs> so we're going that route. <laughs> I could I could Photoshop something together for you if you'd like. I, I have a, a drawing I did for my friend David. <laughs> 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 oh no! Do it again. Mira <laughs> and I have you covered on this apparently. <laughs> Y'all are evil. <laughs> I could see it working the same that it does in the Star Trek show. You could you could beam from one teleport pad to another teleport pad. Well, they can go to the surface so of planets. Can, well, this is the thing, though. Like, you'd need a teleport pad to do to do that. And to do site-to-site transport, you'd either need a spaceship or to be in a large city. Right. Like, you couldn't, like, if you're in the middle of, you know... You don't have a handheld teleporter. It's like this big, it, it, expensive it would, machine. It would have to be, you know, something to siphon your... Needs a lot Dana of power. Through, yeah. Yeah, it needs a lot of power. needs a lot of, you know, it high end technology. It would need a lot of power. Yeah. I, I, you know, out of a city or a spaceship, I think it would be. Were there teleporters in the transports? In the little shuttles? Yeah. Do they? So yeah, yeah but there that, was a teleporter range. You had to be within range. No, no, um, but you couldn't teleport from a shuttle. You could teleport from a shuttle onto a planet. And they could, like, they delivered medical supplies in the show doing it that way at once. Okay, so I'd say that's probably about the minimum size of a teleporter. You, you, could, be, you could be in a planetary orbit and teleport to the surface. Okay. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it's not something you can just, like, hop down to Walmart and get yourself a, you know... Oh, yeah. Space Walmart or whatever, and get yourself a Space teleporter. Walmart. <laughs> I mean, you could. If it's not going to work like you want it to. <laughs> That's. <laughs> It'd be like a a budget transporter. You're like, oh you no. Either, and it says on the bottom, like, not for use on living beings. <laughs> you, yes. can, you can nice. either buy a transporter that'll you know cost thirty five dollars and it'll last three years, or you can go to Walmart and get one for ten dollars, but it's only going to last six months. <laughs> if it works right to begin with. Hmm. <laughs> That's where all the horrible teleporter accents are. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there would be, like, there would be a detection thing on there that's, you know, looked for life signs and deactivated itself if it saw them. But then people who didn't want to pay for the, like, full price would, like, find ways of deactivating that and try and do it anyway. And mm. I'm still I'm, stuck on Space Walmart. I'm pretty sure its headquarters are located on Uranus. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Can we shoot you with the... <laughs> no, she's in charge. We can't do that. <laughs> Attempts have been made. It I, has not worked out well. Uh, Star Trek I, maybe, I could like... see, you know, like if somebody managed, were, managed to bypass any kind of safety measure like that, there would be people who would, like, go to the authorities and like, I'm having some psychological issues uh, yeah, I teleported myself, and they would use that as like either a crutch or blame, or they would psychologically affect themselves as all like, 
well, they told us we couldn't teleport, and I just teleported, so how's that going to affect me? And they, like, they drive themselves crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it is a, you know, human utopia and everything, but I just presumed people, at least some percent, are going to be idiots. Yeah, there'd be a lot of dumb things that would occur. Yeah. I'm going to sue Walmart because I used their cheap teleporter and I lost my arm. (laughs) Earl, you've never had an arm. (laughs) They don't know that. (laughs) Shut up. I'm trying to get my $10 back. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) To be fair, I mean, we probably... Would, would would redneck like stereotypes still work in the twenty yes. fourth century? Like with the accent and everything? It might be a different mm. accent. That's like, true. We're, we're, we're introducing stereotypes just, have existed for what yeah, thousands of forever. years. Yeah. Yeah. Just, are, we're, be a we're, we're not introducing everything <laughs> from Star Trek into this future. Okay, so we're not bringing we're the just utopia bringing with the teleporter, us. You know, yeah, stop fixing oh, on man. Star Trek. Oh man. Sorry, I'm just trying to imagine what would happen to the United States today if, like, teleporter technology wasn't was in existence. Like right at this moment. I don't have to get perverse to say that we would all definitely be dead in no, six no, months, we're right? All, I mean, we're all probably going to be dead in Either six months dead anyway. Or whatever. Arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of things I can picture going really. Like people would be like, I don't like the way that you know. Or no, no, I know who would be the worst tyrants for it. People who run HOAs, because they'd like teleport your little flamingos right off your lawn. <laughs> Is that why you give us six months? Yeah, homeowners association. Yeah, yeah, because like the wrong person would get their their you know decorations or their paint well, they- teleported off site or something like that, or somebody would like teleport someone else's house, like above you- someone else's house. Like those really strict HOAs where you're not allowed to have cars parked on the street. Like if some like police detective was questioning you and he came out and his car was gone. <laughs> okay, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> you just turn around and be like, hey. <laughs> what happened? And some, you know, some teenager is in like the living room. <sighs> <laughs> you have to go to the HOA office. I'll tell you where your car was teleported. <laughs> oh man! Like every here we go. Every um, parking meter would have a little teleporter in front of it. <gasps> and the moment that you see people <laughs> running with the quarter, <laughs> the moment your car was done, you know didn't have enough no. like time on it. Gone. It would be, you know, in the impound yard that second. Illegal parking downtown. <laughs> Can you, oh, and the You're worst, just waiting for that spot to open up. All right. That'd <laughs> <laughs> oh, be so cool. Okay, feel free to make fun of me, but I played uh, Superman on Nintendo 64, and I would pick up cars and put them on top of buildings for people. <laughs> <laughs> What? It had nothing to do with the storyline of the game. It could just be like, okay, I can pick up cars. Ooh, I can fly while I, I have a car in my hand. Okay, on top of the building you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the programmers didn't foresee this at all, so, like, the guy would get out of his car. Hey, thanks, Superman. I'm like, okay, I did a good thing, so I flew away. <laughs> How did the programmer 
superpowers not. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. You give people superpowers like this, they'll be assholes. Yeah, like you just—they're just gonna do this. This is human nature, and you know, all of our laws and society and everything is basically just like trying to get around the fact that we're dealing with humans. (laughs) My roommate—he will not throw the garbage. I'm going to prank him by teleporting away his lungs. <laughs> I got you, Kevin. You got punk. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to throw the trash now? People are going to be petty and idiots just like they are today. I could yeah. also see people trying to use it as like a form of waste disposal. Then it's like, where are you teleporting it to? You know, like, oh, man. and then all of a sudden you're like, like, I don't know, looking through a telescope at the moon. You're like, what's all that shit on top of the moon? Well, that was my question. Like, wait, 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 wait. Say that again without the bad word. <laughs> what's all that on top of the moon? Yeah. Why is that so funny? Uh, I needed to edit that. <laughs> So, I'm trying to keep you from getting shot. When you you read the Harry Potter books in potions class, like like huge details on how gooky your potion mess in your cauldron got, Snape would just scourgeify and clean out your cauldron. Where did that stuff go that he That's just scourgeified? Where did that nasty chemical go? That magical substance that could very well harm populations. Where yeah. did that go? Well, I mean, and Rowling Probably made a point elves. to show that um, the food didn't come from nowhere. It came from the house elves who had cooked it just below the Great Hall, and, you know, they teleported it to the plates. So it didn't come from nowhere. So I think that that cur- scourgified Is, is there a, a scourgified dimension that it goes, and it's just this huge mess? Uh, well, who, who, like, did, who did Snape hate the most? Harry? No, he couldn't. So who did Snape hate that he could punk? Um, uh, his dad. Yeah, let's say, yeah, James Potter. So I'm thinking, oh, no, no, I meant like when he was a professor. Um, because James whoever that is, every time, like, there was sure a potion. Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah. So basically, like, Ron's, but like, just minding his own. Like, if, if you had this huge toxic magical substance beam above your head, they, or better yet, like, if, wizards, like, they negligently wave their wand and it would go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. For Ron, I bet you he would teleport it into his, like, a sock drawer. And he'd, like, open it up, and there'd be, like, this, like, pulsing, glowing goo. So an entire semester's worth of potion failures? I think it went to the dungeons. I mean, think about all the things that kept popping out of the dungeons that weren't supposed to be there. That's true. Mm. Oh, that makes sense, because it, like, scourgified so many things, and some, like, potent mix of, you know, magic had basically turned into some, like, sentient thing of dungeons. I like this. A a mystery solved. You're welcome, Potterdom. (laughs) Short story time for Steve. <laughs> get to writing that. Okay, so did we like put an actual number to the distance, or do we just figure uh, from? I don't think we addressed it at all. I, we did, I we think did. we did. I we think talked we talked about floating like it... energy constraint, energy constraints. Mm-hmm. It, it could be you know like it there, had to there'd be, be like a limit planet to. But planet... it would determine on the size of the <laughs> source of energy, like if it was a ship or a shuttle. Maybe it's a radius squared problem where, um, you know, light decreases uh, exponentially as you shine it by distance. And so, like... That is the second nerdiest thing you've said today. No, no, but you'd need, like, 
exponentially more power to teleport someone, you know, further distance. So they say, beam me up, Scotty. Are you, you're saying that it's an actual beam that... Yeah, and and so like when um, Give me back you know if you're so only going you like again. you know from the atmosphere to um, you know the surface, that's not too bad. But if you're going from like here to Jupiter, you need like the power of the sun to do it, and so they just can't muster up the energy. The what? answer is 535 miles. There done. you go. <laughs> Did you just pick that, or is that the? I could see the, from Earth to orbit. I don't actually. Oh, that's know. much more. I could see it's not like, that many miles from a specially here. built structure. I like Mira's answer. Built here. <laughs> you wanted a number? I made one up. You're welcome. So it would be That's like... That's I want out of life. <laughs> Arbitrary answer. It, I'm it, with it, you. It would be a special structure that we would build in both places. So we'd have one here, and we'd have one on Mars. And if we wanted to teleport to Mars, we'd actually have to go to this place and use it like an airport. Right. But it would be instantaneous. Right. So you have... So the Walmart thing is going to get you down to the mall. The, um, you know, well, spaceship thing will get you the, to well, orbit. I th- I and, think like, the, the special think center will get you to Jupiter or whatever. To be fair, I think the Walmart one will take you to a Popeye's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Or churches. <laughs> churches, yeah. Or uh, White Chick-fil-A Castle. or something like this. White Castle. Actually, no. It'll only bring you to places that have been, like, sponsored. And, like, the entire duration of your teleport, like, you're going to ha- like have your mind altered slightly to love that restaurant more. <laughs> they do that already. I like the... I like billboards. Yeah, no, no, but, like, the teleporter... Basically, its cost was subsidized by the restaurants, so that like every time you use it, they modify your brain, <laughs> so <laughs> to more, make you want their products more. It's like the more okay. you use the Walmart teleporter, the hungrier for McDonald's French fries yes, you are. Yes, exactly, and it's their way of like advertising. That's horrible. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, high Earth orbit is two hundred or twenty-two thousand two hundred and thirty-six miles. Wait, low Earth orbit? High Earth, High Earth orbit. About, okay, yeah. 22,236 miles. That makes sense. Low Earth orbit's like... Well, I went for High Earth orbit, okay? okay. All right, all right. Look, we want maximum distance, okay? okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's, I mean, I'm cool with 500 miles. That's what we're miles. going for. All right, I would inventors. teleport 500 miles and... <laughs> I would teleport 500 miles. I would teleport... Which, yeah. I, actually, that brings up something you guys had brought up, or Mira, you brought up about um, not wanting to move. Um, if everyone can teleport everywhere... You wouldn't is, have to, would you? I mean... Does everyone just gain a lot of weight? Like, do we all just not walk anywhere anymore? Or is it, like, purely to play Pokemon Go? <laughs> or, I don't you know, know about I that mean, segue. You could, or you could, you could eat a whole bunch of, like, cake and then teleport the cake out of your stomach. <laughs> That's bulimia. So when no, I'm, it's not, because you don't have to barf. Yeah, there's no acid. When involved. I was working at the library, they had that uh, Star Trek encyclopedia out, and you could open it to any page. Someone had, like, the blueprints of the Enterprise D, and I could only see one bathroom, one toilet on an entire ship. And I was either their uh, fabric technology is advanced, <laughs> or it's all teleported out of your body. That'd be a really... Um, I think that'd be unnerving the first few times. 
I think that would be a very upsetting engineer who'd have to monitor everyone's <laughs> What if the food is just engineered to be... 100% absorbed? Yes. There you go. Then our uh, buttholes would... Uh, atrophy. Atrophy. We'd, they'd be loose vessels. Oh. Unless we found another use of them, yes. Say, or Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, this has this has whole worlds of implications for, for the for Even if you were like teleporting, there, there, your butthole would still atrophy. Everything about I love the fact that we got here so much. Um, it would have to I'm constantly so after a while. So it would have to constantly be teleported out of your body because it would just be dribbling out. Well, not just that, but like at a certain point, like you wouldn't be able to, uh, like Feel that it. system wouldn't function. No, no. So maybe like four hundred years in the future, yeah, that orifice in our body would get smaller. Oh yeah. Or we would just all have really fancy butt plugs. Yeah. Make it show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would they be different colors? Like if you're an officer, oh my god. if you were like an engineer, oh my god. you're in the medical field. What are you going to do? You're going to walk in and be all like, Captain, here's my booty. No. <laughs> no one's going to see him. So he can be bedazzled if you want. It doesn't matter. So that's the other question. Why is there one toilet? <laughs> is that like... That's, after, where, that's where they store it all. Someone eats a Klingon burrito <laughs> and they have to use the toilet. They're like, this is beyond the regular teleporter. It would not keep up. Or maybe maybe if you got food poisoning and you're just like... Bleh. Well, I'm also thinking, what, you know, there are other alien races. I bet you that that bathroom not only has... You know, normal shaped, you know, like human toilets. But I bet you there's some like crazy shaped ones mm. with like, you know, showers and like vacuum and tubes and like. Blueprint only showed one commode. <laughs> maybe it's very. Uh, maybe it changes shape. It's, by, it's, it's <laughs> highly advanced, highly like adaptable. the holodactyl. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's, it's probably. You know yeah. what? It's well, probably it's just a holodactyl. Imagine the smart toilets in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> But like 400 years in the future would be really impressive. So basically, it it's a be. cyborg that like changes shape for your butt. Well, the holodecks <laughs> go wrong all the time. I'm imagining this. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That's the nerdiest thing you've said. <laughs> you have to shoot yourself. <laughs> but yeah, no, I bet you it's just a holodeck. They just, you know, it, it's the bathroom so, and everything, but they just say, just go in there. What you want is going to be in there. We promise. It's they, a they room of requirement. Kind of, but for butts. <laughs> they didn't go into it, but they can, you know, go from energy to matter, matter mm -hmm. to energy. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people put their dirty dishes in the replicator and it would be reconstituted. Yeah. I would hope that happens in your holodeck toilet. Yeah, I think so. I would hope that that solid matter goes back to energy. I'm going to shoot all of you for talking about poop this long. <laughs> all I heard was really long poop. <laughs> all right, moving past Alan's fetish. Oh. <laughs> the next question is, how does this change exploration? 
Uh, we don't need warp drive anymore. Yeah, we, we agreed that we kept... Well, no, no, we still need warp drive because the range is limited to 500 well, and something miles. Well, yeah, but what if, what if you, like, you could, like, teleport to a place and build a station... And then teleport to the next place and build another station. You just be like, hop, 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 hop. Yeah, yeah but 500 like miles is not going to get you very far in space. Anime, space animes. Uh, space animes. Like Outlaw Star and yeah. Cowboy Bebop, they have the gates for the spaceships. Yeah. Well, okay, so the 500 mile limit thing was just for like a standard issue teleporter, not like a super high charge teleport well, that you get further, Then we decided right? it was 20, 22,000 miles. Yeah. 22,000 miles is nothing to sneeze at. It's nothing to sneeze well, at, but, I mean... If, it, if it's a ship in planetary orbit, I, I think that would be fine. If we're talking, like, a specific building made to house a teleportation technolo- technological transport, it, I think it, it would be feasible to go from Earth to Mars using something like that. If we could go to this designated teleport building and it could take you to the designated teleport building on Mars. I think that would be possible. Yeah. So yeah, I think you do like, you definitely do hopping like Mira's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that would... Somebody would have to actually like do it the hard way in order to get yeah, out of the gate. Yeah, the gate. But then you would have it and it would be like, you know, it's like building a road. I, I'm still not sure that that speed is actually going to get us very... It'll get, I mean, it'll still get you somewhere faster than probably using traditional fuels. Well, I mean, we currently, like right now, have um, a spaceship in existence that's going 90,000 miles per hour. It's 25 miles a second. It's the Juno spacecraft. And it just got there by going a little bit faster for a really long time. <laughs> and eventually, because there's nothing really. Just, now. Yeah. Wait, no, so, but how long? How long did it take for it to go this fast? How many years has it been going? Uh, not very, honestly. Like, um, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, after a couple of years, it can be going, you know, seriously fast. And that's... That's still a couple of years. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. With the technology we have, that's about as fast as we can go. If we're in this, like, if we suddenly have transporters now... We'd be limited to what we could do with it, but if once we get to the technology where we've developed our transporter technology, the rest of technology. Yeah, so so we're giving ourselves the a rest sort of, of the technological upgrade. environment that we're in would mean that that is slow by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, but I think you know exploration suddenly becomes a lot more viable. It's still you know, something that you're still talking about generation ships, you're still talking about like long time periods to go anywhere further than like the end of the solar system. But sure, um, but once that's set up, like we have that ship, once that pipeline's been set, yeah. We send the explorers, they're there instantly, they can get to work. Yeah, and suddenly you've got like So I think the answer is yes, it would yeah, help it, exploration. And it, well, and I think the supplies would definitely be easier to get. Yeah, on. yeah. S- setting foot on a different planet, like taking a um, a cruise on some of the denser air around Venus, <laughs> I think would probably you know just the ability to do that would sort of hopefully um, inspire some of the exploring instincts that people have that have been kind of depressingly dormant over the last forty years or so. Steve, where's my space rocket? Kind of, yeah. And, you know, 
I saw Challenger go up in flames, and I that didn't dampen it for me, but it certainly seems to have dampened it for a lot of other people. People died, Steve. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why we call them brave. Because <laughs> those things are risky. So the first trip into space finally got declassified. The Russian cosmonaut is Vladimir Komarov. Mm-hmm. I would hope that you look him up because he did the best thing ever. It was his best friend. They were cosmonauts together. It was his best friend who was earmarked to go into space before him. But he looked at the spacecraft that they were going to use to shoot him into space. And it was basically uh, one of those metal trash cans that they welded shut. Yeah. And he looked at it and he said, if you sense a human being in that, they will die. So he convinced his friend to let him go. And he saved his friend's life by going up there instead. And while he was dying, he recorded the radio transmission back. And it was basically, you know, with my last breath, I cursed Zoidberg. That was his entire speech. Yeah. Like it shows like him talking like angry Russian. And they, you could look at the uh, translated transcript and it's beautiful. He's like, I told you this would happen. I, you know. He... <sighs> no, no, I, I, I've seen it. And it, it kind of... I mean, it's poignant and it's sad because this is somebody who knows they're going to die. But it, I mean, it's also... I would call him brave. Yeah. No, no, totally. And and he, it was funny because he kind of like lays into them a little bit. A little bit? (laughs) Yeah. More than a little bit. A lot of it. A lot of it. But yeah, no, no, that that guy is seriously legit. Um, And I I would like to see more... um, of that kind of exploration in, in our society in general, because I think it aspire, aspires to our better spirits and blah, blah, blah. And that way, maybe we won't, won't all die in six months as a result of transportation, teleportation. Maybe, you know, that'll be what gets us a little bit closer to the Star Trek universe instead of the uh, Warhammer 40,000 or whatever it is. Exploration aside, I think it would also help vacationing, just like with the whole avoiding travel. Go to exotic places. You could basically see everything. Yeah. We could all go to Risa. And, and you know, when we talk exploration, though, we, we always think up. I think looking down would be fun, too. Once we have the technology to explore our oceans, I think we'd find a lot of cool stuff. Oh, that would be super cool. What about... Um, that freaks me out beyond belief. Depending, There's nothing creepier than what lives at the bottom of the ocean. I know, right? Well, don't worry. There you won't be really much. You get excited about that. <laughs> I do. Okay, Marcia Adams. You know, they've got they've got like these giant cockroaches that live at the bottom of the sea, and they're called giant isopods, and they're like they're huge they, they, and they're horrifying. I know like life down one. there that's not carbon based that doesn't rely on oxygen. They have to like some form of argon. Yeah, um, that oh that that's really incredible. I want that's pretty neat stuff. Yeah, there's like. We, we've, we've seen, like, breeds of uh, squid that we don't know anything about because we don't go down there. Oh, yeah. There's these four-foot-long worms that live at the edges of... Um, Thermopoles. Thermopoles and, and, and uh, uh, thermo uh, vents. volcanic vents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their faces are, like, 400 degrees Fahrenheit, and their tails, like, at the end of the tail, are, like, minus 50 degrees 
So, like, between those extremes, there's like a 500 degree difference. And yep. it's just perfectly happy to just sit there and just chew on the bacteria that, that grows at the edge of this thermal vent. <laughs> Weird. It's so cool. And they're like four feet long. It's pretty wacky. But what about, what even, but how about even further down? If we had technology, you know, if we're giving ourselves, if we're giving ourselves this bump in technology, we can give ourselves the unobtainium required. I think we already do, to be honest. So if we had like a pod that we could teleport to say, I don't know, 800 miles below the surface of the earth or 10,000 miles below and see like what's... Time to go to the center of the earth and find some dinosaurs. Yeah! Well, we'd be long past the dinosaurs at that depth, but like... We can, we can, we, we have the technology right now to create... Something that can go to the bottom. When of you it. say we, but what we you really mean is James Cameron. <laughs> I, I'm saying, uh, like, like, literally, I'm not even kidding. Well, he's we, been there. Yeah. If we put, he a, built a machine. He's not sharing it with anyone. Wait, he paid the for bottom it. of the ocean or the bottom or like inside the crust? No, the bottom of the ocean. Okay. James Cameron, um, like, designed and funded the building of this device that let him. Go down to the bottom of the ocean and explore some stuff that no one else has ever seen. Um, I thought he'd already done that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But no one else has that technology. Really? Yep. You'd think that, I don't know, Robert D. Ballard would, like, bust into his house and, like, run scampering into the night cackling. I mean, it's possible he has, and we just don't know about it. (laughs) I want to invade the dreams of Elon Musk and have him, you know, keep his Mars program going, but have him also look into commercial ocean travel. You can, but you have to get on to his murder pact plan. Sign me up. I would say that sounds more like your deal, Steve. Uh, no, what, that's, you so if yes. Elon Musk you guys didn't powers. listen to the other podcast, shame, shame, shame. The, the one you haven't one. edited the yet? The zombie one? No, no, uh, this was... I listened to the zombie one. Good, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about businesses. What disappears with teleportation? What thrives? I think that depends on how much money it costs to teleport. Yeah. I mean, if it's super expensive to teleport, a lot of a lot of regular transportation businesses are going to stay in business because they're cheaper. Yeah, they have lower costs. So, like, if you if UPS can like teleport like its entire warehouse, boom, then if, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but if, if it's if, really expensive, it might be cheaper to ship if, things if on trucks. If we're going the whole technological environment advancing also. Well, my I think that uh, energy problem would solve itself. It would be uh, reusable green energy that's abundant. So we could, regardless of how you know connected to this energy source is, we could see teleportation of like we, we wouldn't have to ship anything. It would, be, it would instantly show up where we want it to go. Well, that would happen regardless. I think the question is whether or not people, if people's um, Walmart <laughs> teleporters would be able to ship stuff instead of giving it to UPS or whomever and having them do it. If, if everybody has the $10 teleporter that may or may not um, kill you if you use it um, for um, humans, then UPS doesn't have much of a shot. Um, on the other hand... I, I want the United States Postal Service to continue to work. I would, I would want them to, like, for the price of a stamp, move you. Mm-hmm. What if, uh, so here's something. What if um, your um, mailbox was a mini trans teleporter? And so basically you'd, like, put it in there, close the little lid, 
and then it just shoot off. You I know, think that's feasible to a, a receptacle, which would be you know more powerful, and get it to the main uh, post office, and then it would go from there. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Just don't leave your hand in it with the, you know, don't try and put your hand in with the door shut or else you might not have that. Wouldn't that be right unless the door was shut. You couldn't shut it on your arm. Don't forget, people are dumb. They'd find a way to, like, trick the little mechanism and then, you know, there'd be, like, flailing, bleeding hands all over the mail everywhere. They wouldn't do that. They'd put small animals in there instead. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Yeah. See, this is it. People are the like every anytime someone's like we need to fix healthcare we need to fix like politics or whatever it else I'm like no no the problem is we're dealing with humans <laughs> and humans are terrible. <laughs> also think about how many spiders live in your mailbox now. Oh, <gasps> see, but that's a perk for Mira. No, hang on a second. No, I'm just imagining like this warehouse. It's like just packages and spiders. It's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> All these postal agents running around, like covered in spiders, screaming. <laughs> if, there, if there's no middleman, if it just goes from one mailbox instantaneously to somebody else's mailbox without going through some kind of proxy in the middle, but would imagine the there'd survive? be like a technological glitch where someone ends up getting everyone's spiders. <laughs> <laughs> They open up their mailbox, and it's just this explosion. Ah! From all over the world, too. That would be your news. That's, yeah, that's, you'll never find, no. Suburban man finds. (laughs) Grandma sent Billy's birthday card. (laughs) A Tucson woman went to get her mail, and she got something else. You'll never believe what it was. See, it is on our our report at five, or it'd be clickbait. Clickbait would be billions of spiders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they'd be from all across the world too spider cannon (laughs) spider cannon or like what if what if what if if teleporting the spiders because they're live things like it does something weird to them and all of a sudden they've got like i don't know more legs or like (laughs) Like the venom's more potent, or the venom's more potent, or like they have more eyes. Are they like, all like merged together? So like yeah, and it's like a, a spider ball, and there's just like legs sticking everywhere, and it doesn't know which way it wants to walk because they all want to go in different directions. They'd be connected. So they'd be some sort like, of a horrible, sad this... creature. It's <laughs> <laughs> mailbox shaped. It's <laughs> mailbox shaped. Just this spider loaf. Spider loaf. <laughs> It would have the shape. But it'd like me this Spider loaf, spider loaf. Now I'm just imagining. But like, what, what kind of a sound would a spider loaf make, though? It would just be like the sound of all the little legs clicking. It, it, would, yeah. it, would, it would say, kill me. <laughs> well, you gotta worry if it's developed the ability to speak English. That, yes, that would be a concern, but I would also version. grant it its wish. <laughs> you got it, buddy. In the movie version of Harry Potter, when they were testing the uh, uh, forbidden spells on the little spider creatures and they were screaming. How are they screaming? They don't have lungs. The spiders? The uh, uh, gargantulas or whatever that we're using in the Harry Potter. Acromantulas. The the big spiders? The huge thing that, like, he... All right, who's testing the spell? Which which spider are we talking about? Are we talking about the Acromantulas, the large spiders not, not, that was like Aragog? No. Or are we talking about that little thing that they said was a spider but was actually a tailless whip scorpion? But they, like, he cast Engorgio on it, and then he tested the uh, unforgivable spells on it. Yes. And when he did Crucio, it screamed. I don't 
remember that part. It was a screaming insect. And actually, the, okay, okay, but who and, does this? Who, which character does talking this? Talking about Mad Eye Moody, right? Uh, without spoiling the movie, it was Mad Eye Moody during an episode during a Defense Against the Dark Arts class. Yes. Mad Eye Moody. Quotation marks. Air yeah. quotes. Yes. Um, and they do have lungs. They have book lungs. Uh, is it capable to scream? Not that I'm aware. But maybe during this teleportation accident, Spider Loaf does. With the combined book lungs of all the spiders and the, and the Spider Loaf. But then it would sound just like a bunch of pages turning, right? Uh, that, would be, that would be the sound of their pain. Okay, pages turning plus spider legs click clacking is probably a really, really creepy sound when you think about it. Especially if it burst out in, into your face instead of <laughs> Billy's birthday card. <laughs> It's the disexpectation that's a problem. Spider-less. <laughs> it's like a protein milkshake. You know, I was expecting a sweet milkshake, but it... Yeah, and it turns out like it's all choppy. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. gross. Yeah. yeah, it's the worst. Mm. That'd be the worst, opening up your mailbox. I'm getting a spider loaf. I'm finding a teleportation accident. <laughs> Do you wonder if this happens often enough that, like, spider loaf becomes part of the vernacular? I can see that for sure. Yeah, I like, mean, dumpster fire, only it's spider loaf now. Yeah, yeah, so, like, everyone kind of, like... Yeah, you know, they go out to their mailbox and they want to like look like they're brave and not like they hadn't seen the news or whatever, and so they like kind of pull away from the mailbox lid as they open it up, but not enough to like show fear. It, it, <laughs> it would it would end up being horrifying at first. Yeah, and then once it becomes commonplace enough, I'm like, are they going to fix this glitch in the teleportation system? I mean, come on, United States Postal Service. Get it together. You, you managed to get through. You conquered the Wild West. You managed to get through the, the cyber wars. You managed to get through, you know, the teleportation glitches. Now we just need to get the, the you know, spider I loaves can, down. I can visit Mars in a weekend, but I can't open up my mailbox without it being filled with a spider loaf. I mean, come on! <laughs> Okay, so what businesses do you think are going to thrive? Because personally, I think things like, like say you have a bakery or a donut shop. Ooh. And you can just magically teleport donuts. Like anybody can have te- your Etsy. donuts teleported. Etsy would, yeah. Etsy would just explode. Mm. Because, you know, you want some dumb little trinket from like some fan who made, you know, a Benedict Cumberbatch Cumberbund. <laughs> then by all means, like you're going to get that right away. So... Drunk shopping is now like oh so much worse. Amazon Prime is bad enough. About using the teleporters while under the influence of something in California. Yeah. Do you even know how many more Darwin Awards there would be? So we we talked about like cutting out the middleman as far as getting stuff from a store. Like you could order online and get it. Tell me that that donut in my mouth. Would that be like completely eliminating like uh, box stores? Um, Just have, like, those spaces replaced by warehouses that store. I think I would still want to go browse stuff. I mean, like, there's yeah, something of, nice about shopping. and like, Think about clothes. Like, yeah. you're never going to know how, the, how well they're supposed to fit online. You have to go in the store and you have to try them on. Yeah. I think but imagine trying it on in your house. That would be different. Well, then you could send it you back. Could, like, in That's your, true. Online shopping You'd open shopping up your closet... Be- You'd set it so your clothes were teleported somewhere else and have, like, the show, uh, showroom You're thinking wardrobe. about Clueless, aren't you? <laughs> I, 
I'm just like in like a clothes rack in your house and you can try whatever you want on in the privacy of your own home and then you hit the button on the clothes rack and it would go back to the store or warehouse. So clueless but with transportation. Teleportation. Teleportation. Or, yes, teleportation. Because that's what I'm thinking. Because that would be... I mean, I don't even care about fashion or clothes, and that sounds wonderful. Just like, I just walk in front of my closet, and it's like, here you go. Here's a, here's a bunch of, like, nice clothes that, like, f- you know, suit you. That'd be yeah, wonderful. And that was just, like, yeah. that was just off yeah, the top no, of my head. Clothing <laughs> shopping would definitely increase drastically, because if you had the ability to just suddenly have new clothes in the blink of an eye... Like, all of those people who are going through their closet all the time, like, I don't have anything to wear! Do you think um, fashion trends would cycle through much faster? They might. Because, I mean, like, if everybody can basically instantly go on to the latest thing, mm-hmm. then the latest thing's going to come faster and faster. But on the other hand, if you can pick whatever you want to wear, then it might be much more individualized than before. It's true. So mm-hmm. people with terrible taste can go out and make sure that everybody knows about it. Not to state the obvious, but I think travel would probably pick up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, but cruise ships wouldn't do as well. I don't, cruise, cruise ships, the, the real appeal is not the travel. The appeal is like, you're going to be buffet. drunk and fat by the time this is over. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do nothing but eat and drink all Six day. Months. Ideally far away from uh, an internet connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's something to be said for, like, just getting away. So, like, if Pluto has terrible um, information, you know, superhighway delivery, mm-hmm. but you can get there really quickly, then, yeah, it'd be nice to take a weekend in, in the frozen, to worry about like, tundra your, space. Your crazy antics showing up on YouTube. Ooh. What happens on Pluto stays on Pluto. What happens on Pluto actually stays on Pluto because the internet conne- connection is crap. That's a wonderful thing. What if so? So in this in this future, then um, you'd be harassed st- by your in-laws a lot more. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I like my I like my in-laws. I, I'd like to say that for the record. <laughs> you didn't even touch the gun. You're, you're no, no, I, I I genuinely do. Um, but nonetheless, um, I would feel I, I would nonetheless feel worse about not visiting them often. To be. Like, travel and changing our society, like, as far as shopping and fashion and how we do stuff, I think that's all surface things. That's all stuff that we're coming up with off the top of our head with our present frame of reference. In the Schmanalist style, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine it going much deeper where, like, education. You can have your kid study a year in Germany. Study a year in Japan. Or a day. Study a year in, in Australia. Yeah. Like, we, like, society would definitely benefit from It would become a much more world. Or. Yeah, it's a very globalized. There is a, there's a counterpoint to that, though. Currently, we have an issue where people who have similar opinions are pooling in the same places. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, you know, Tucson is becoming bluer while Phoenix is becoming redder, not to you know, bring politics too much into it, but like people with the same opinions are kind of going to each other. Mm-hmm. So if it were effortless to move, you might get into a problem where people basically went to super you know, societies like, of like mindedness. Yeah. And so and that because they never saw the other types of people, they, you know, become 
isolated. Isolated, and they start hating each other more and more and more because they never interact, and then <coughs> I keep coming to the conclusion that we're all dead in six months with teleportation. <laughs> Like I said, we're all dead in six months anyway. Whatever. So, yeah. I, I tend to be a bit more optimistic with the direction mankind is going if they were giving... The uh, the old MLK thing, the, the arc yeah, of justice is I long, mean, but it bends towards... Or the arc of I, I think if we, if we have these, like, isolated social bubbles, that that would eventually break apart. Because I think that's happened before when people were visiting different countries and... Yeah, and, and if the effort involved if in trans- transportation is easy, super easy, then yeah, it, it would probably help. I could help. see it becoming a more global society like that. I mean, it, it would have to start very... with their school system. Like, you put your kid in the, in this like environment, and you, you know he comes back after eight years of traveling the earth and learning from all these different cultures. It doesn't necessarily have to be a school thing, though, because in in England, it's a very I mean, it's an accepted and normal thing that after you finish high school, you go and travel for a year. That's what you do. You go see the world. That's your gap year. Yeah, and then and then you go to college. That's that's what you do. It's not. I mean, that's and that's just a cultural thing. And that gets a lot easier if you can just yeah. be there. Yeah. Well, and I think it would be great if more people did that. I agree. I mean, no, no. I, believe me. Um, I, I I would hope for the best. <laughs> but you know people <laughs> there are problems sometimes I'm one of them do you ever play Team Fortress 2? oh so many hours in Team Fortress 2 have you ever had a moment where somebody built a teleporter right in front of an enemy turret hell yeah that's gonna happen if we have our teleportation oh totally we're gonna like <laughs> We'll have a teleport pad that's like the shape of a postage stamp, 30,000 feet in the air like you wanted. <laughs> Some guy warped it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. People. They're the problem. <laughs> I, I, could, I Basically, I think what it comes down to is that it would go really bad or really good really fast. Hmm. I imagine it would go both. It would, it would go, one go of the both. Two. I think it would. It would be. It would it be would both, both at the same time, and then we'd reach an equilibrium. Yeah, I think Alan's if right. If we survived. And I imagine uh, a new business that might crop up is the ability to shield against teleporting. Brilliant. Hmm. Uh, you don't want somebody to be able to teleport in the middle of your house. To or from your bedroom, or both, I suppose. Three in the morning. Yeah, like just a, a way to shield the location from teleportation working there. So, like, you could shield your house, your bathroom. The Pentagon would be interested in that. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> yeah. And, and on the other side, too, uh, you could also um, have a shield that prevented tra- teleportation from if you had, Prisons. I don't know, or, or just an unruly teenager who needed to be grounded. <laughs> like, no teleporting for you. I <laughs> I would, want, I would want something that I would wear on my body so someone wouldn't teleport me against my will. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Like a grounding device. Just something, you know, like, all right, I'm ready to travel, switch it off, beep, beep, and turn it back on so that somebody doesn't cool. put me somewhere where I don't want to be. So you can't be telekidnapped? Telekidnapped. Yeah. That'd be, well, I mean, if Steve knew my teleportation coordinates, I wouldn't want him in control of where he'd send. No, Steve's Steve <laughs> a bad man. <laughs> I don't Steve understand why you would want that. Okay, well, assuming 
I'm not going the, to kill you. The, the technology like to prevent you. you from teleporting into strange places ha- hasn't been fully ironed out all the king shit. What's something you would not want to walk in on? What, like, accidentally teleport onto? Or? Yeah, what would you not want to accidentally teleport into? In on. Another human. <laughs> okay, stop being dark. Oh my god. I don't want details! I, I'm just you mean, like, like, something gross or scary? No, or? no, I mean, like, physically, like, accidentally, like, teleporting into the same physical location as someone else. Because yeah, that, that sounds be... unhealthy for everyone involved. Okay, yeah, and I got what you mean. But I'm thinking more along the lines of you decide you're going to surprise visit your parents on the anniversary and you, and you, what, yeah. and you discover that they're having sex on the kitchen counter. Like, right. It, that would totally happen, for sure. Mm. Some, like, mega cult right in the middle of their Kool-Aid ceremony I would want to beep in on. Mm. <laughs> You don't have a cup. No, I'm really, I'm okay. I'm good. Thanks. A lot more people would uh, would catch their spouses or significant others cheating. Oh. Well, I think it depends a lot on whether or not those shields, the, the anti-teleportation shields oh. are common or not. But then, like, you would just be like, why'd you have the shield up? What yeah. were you doing? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> basically, it's, it's a short step from reading their texts to... Uh, Accusing them of, of that kind of a thing. Again, that's mankind being horrible. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, would law enforcement be able to override that? Because, like, oh. a, if a criminal had, you know, a, can you a way to prevent himself from being put like, back can you, they'd, they'd, like, add that to the Bill of Rights? Like, you know, that the people have the right to not be teleported or teleported onto or something? Like, Against their will. Against yeah, their will. that'd be a... What's the no, no quarter one? Does uh, it... Uh, the right not to quarter the military, that yeah, one. Yeah, I bet you they'd, they'd expand that to, you know, include that. This has been your civics lesson for the day. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I think, I actually, think on, on a wider already, thing. I think there's already other things they can build onto legally that are in place for things you cannot have done against you against their, your will. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, sort of in a wider way, if... If those shields were relatively uncommon, something that was done that was expensive or done generally for like government buildings and stuff like that, not just like something you could buy at Walmart. This episode has been brought to you by Walmart. Um, basically, I think that invasions of privacy would become so much more common mm. that either society would kind of get over, you know, teleporting and, and seeing your roommate, you know watching porn on the computer or something, or... Picking his nose. Yeah, you don't yeah. need a teleportation device for that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, but it, it would happen more. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it would happen more. But I mean, like, I, I think that at a certain point, society would have to either give up certain um, expectations of privacy. Yeah. Um, or... Society's already giving up a lot of expectations of privacy. Well, I mean, the, the only reason that sex is something we do in private... that The act of sex being something... Or, blah, let me rephrase that. The fact that sex is something that you do, do in private comes from the invention of walls. Um... Way back, I think in like the five hundreds or so, they. Are we really gonna talk about sex on a podcast that my mom listens to? Yes, (laughs) she talks about sex every day. That's her job. It's literally her job. It's more to it than that, but sure, go on. uh, No, but back in like I think the five hundreds or so in uh, Northern Europe, 
walls in houses were not super common and sex was not a private thing. And then they realized that it was easier to regulate the temperature with walls. And all of a sudden things like, you know, sex and sleep and stuff like that became more private over a long period of time. I, I'm probably messing up the dates, but that's the general gist of it. So maybe we'll just go back to the pre-walls situation where people just didn't have expectations of privacy around those kinds of things. Hmm. We've, as, as humans, nope. we've been there once. Nope. We go back to that. You know they're all going to be like the immediate thing, like as soon as somebody says, I built a teleportation of a device, here's how it works. Somebody else is going to be like, I need me a bunker. <laughs> that's going to be how it is. Oh, yeah. Humans are reactionary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At first. At I first. Think, I think it definitely wants, like if we were suddenly to get teleportation today, there'd be a huge social outcry. There'd be an acceptance period. There'd be a, you know, probably 100 years of regulating it and setting boundaries and restrictions on it. And then uh, technology will catch up where everyone has that capability. And like Steve suggests, it's going to be, you know, taking the walls down. I see that. But it's going to take a lot of time. It'd take a couple generations for sure. But... I mean, there's stuff about our society that would be completely unthinkable 100 years ago. Mm. I think uh, people would uh, watch TV in their underwear a lot less often. A lot less at first, yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, we brought over casserole, and there you are eating, like, a bowl of Captain Crunch in your underwear watching. You got, like, like, the crumbs on your chest. You couldn't no, no, put the notification light on first before you teleported. It'd be like, really? <laughs> I didn't want you to see this. T- I didn't want you to see this movie any more than you wanted well, to see it. <laughs> at first, it would be like tragic and horrifying and profuse apology. But then, like after it happens again, you know, like your family shows up. You're in your underwear eating Captain Crunch. <laughs> you put the bowl down and you walk. Go in your room. Put some clothes on, and you walk back out, and then you have a nice conversation with your parents. It would be the subject. It would be like light comedy on daytime television within three years. Like it would be like, oh, ha! They teleported into him, and then like five years after that, like it wouldn't even be funny. It would just be like normal. Yeah, you put the bowl down, like Will and Grace. It'd be decent. Just everything just kind of like instantly got normalized. <laughs> We Go broke ahead. Rachel, yay! <laughs> oh my god. We can go back and talk talked- about space butts. <laughs> We're talking about hang on burritos, <laughs> spider loaves, <laughs> Steve's murderous tendencies. He really has a lot of them, doesn't he? <laughs> he kind of does. I'm worried about this. Moving on. <laughs> Murderousness for humor's sake. Next I was time. trying to think of other things you wouldn't want to walk in on, but you guys just decided that anything you could walk in on would be normal in like well, two generations. I think like anything it's gotta you don't be something that'd be see, weird to walk in on. Like in the middle of a slaughterhouse would be horrific. Well, you, regardless, you'd have to know where you were going. I don't know. I'm just trying to well, think of like what sort of weird, weird things are going to try and do, do that in to the privacy of their own homes. 
Yeah, I People mean, do a lot of weird things on their own, but like it doesn't seem weird because you're by yourself and you're just like, Kitty, is this weird? And the cat's like, Murr? <laughs> I was in my stuffing feet and only half dressed and I was shaking. My, I was really seriously dancing my little groove thing off to really, really loud music. So I didn't hear the UPS man come up to the door. And we have that big window in my living room, so I had an <laughs> eyeful. And then the doorbell rang, and I was just like, oh! <laughs> like, full-on panic, run to the bedroom mode. He just left his package, and... Uh. <laughs> See, I keep thinking I about all about the times I, like, I wash all of my underwear, and they can't go in the dryer, so I hang them up in the bathroom, and then I come home from work, and I find, like, that little ticket that says, oh, the repair guys were here to fix your sink. And I'm like... Well, now they know what all of my underwear looks like. <laughs> I wish there had been a warning about that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> we fixed your sink. <laughs> we fixed your sink. You we wear a lot of black. And, and, we li- and we like the one with the hearts. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else to add to teleportation? Can you top the space poop? <laughs> Uh, the Klingon burritos? Um, probably not. Mm. But I, I think um, it'd be... Okay, here... Well, I've got a question. You could teleport your babies out. Oh! You like, did that on an episode of Voyager. Like, I really? don't really want to, like, it's my like, baby uh, out. Just... Like, you know, you have the... They have, have the human baby. hybrid babies. <laughs> like, they have the half Vulcans and the half Klingons. Uh-huh. Well, they had, the. uh... uh uh, the first pregnant woman on Voyager, her husband had like forehead spines. So their half baby was like cutting into her uterus. Oh. So they had to warp the baby out during delivery because the baby was hurting mommy. That's beamed her out. I love so much that some bunch of writers got together and discussed that. It's kind of cool. I mean, just like they thought through. The logistics of, you know, okay, so you're a human mother, you're giving birth to a half alien, what would some of the complications be, and how could you solve that with um, teleportation technology? That's why somebody, it's, it's, it's a comic that made around on the internet, but it's basically, they had a moment of thinking about centaurs, and they decided that only centaur moms could give birth to other centaurs. <laughs> Yep. That would be incredibly unpleasant as a human woman. Yeah, that'd be well, like, death. There was that comic that talked about how uh, uh, a horse can basically trot and run an hour after birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they showed a centaur running, but the top half was this like flailing boot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, because babies they can't hold their head up. It would be no good. It would just be this horrible flopping thing at first. You have to they have special centaur braces. Wow, full half, <gasps> full top torso harness that you have to tr- strap your infant into. I, so the cult that part or, of it doesn't run away. Either that or the cult part of it would have to be just as uh, hobbled. Uh, yeah, or or just just as weak. And it would just be all I would, like. I, I would hope that like centaurs have hardy young. That would be the thing that makes the most evolutionary sense. It would. If you ignore the whole magical creature <laughs> that's half man, half horse. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's... We just Steve. Well, I, was also I think he's what... like following the train of thought here. We're talking about like half human, we were kind half of alien babies and for centaurs. Yeah. I was also thinking about what it'd be um, if the centaur was just the opposite. So you had like a horse top oh. and a human bottom. <laughs> I think they made that joke with mermaids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like a big uh, why fish. Why couldn't head. I have gotten the fish part on the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awkward for, what was it, Prince Eric? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we're done. We're done. I'm shooting you again. <laughs> This is why we can't have nice <laughs> You know what, though? He just had, like, the saddest look on his face. It would still be a Disney musical, but, but a fish top. But see, if the bottom half was still human, then at least the sex would be easier. That's true. Because I tell you what, how many times have I tried to Google how mermaid sex works, and it does not give me what I expect at all? Well, well, well imagine the conversation. She'd be like... Where should I put the egg pile? And and he'd be like the what? <laughs> you know the egg pile that you that you you spray on. <laughs> and, and he's just like, well. I mean, she might have a fish head, but at least she would have yeah familiar nethers. Okay, so the whole point of the Little Mermaid is that she's not a mermaid. When air yeah, but I still want to know the girl. how how do mermaids do it? I don't know. I Very carefully. Very <laughs> carefully. I don't think they really put a lot of thought into it, frankly. I'm a little disappointed in the people who came up with it. Well, we know mermaids, very sad and lonely sailors. Yeah. Sailors and manatees. Unfortunate manatees. <laughs> you would think that they, I mean, given that all of this came was born of sexual frustration, you'd think that those, uh, those sailors would have thought about this in more detail. Hmm. You would think. If they only had a podcast. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're just fixated on boobies. To tie up teleportation. <laughs> I think it would determine whether or not it was like we were granted the technology instantly where society would break down and we would all hurt ourselves to death or the technological environment would evolve with the teleporter and we would get it when we were ready. I do think I do. I actually really like Mira's point about the birth thing. I think that that if there were kind of a a rollout like you're saying, I can very easily picture hospitals and things like that using it very quick. Like mm-hmm. cancer cells, you basically select mm-hmm. this very small area. It'd be super cool. Take it out. Done. Mm-hmm. Baby inoperable tumors you, no longer inoperable. Right. Mm-hmm. Given a uh, baby. Um, what that would have needed a C-section, which is a very invasive process. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, no longer necessary. Yeah, no. I, I think it would start with medical. I think it would start with medical, and that would be kind of a a good place to. That'd be a great begin. place. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe we wouldn't all kill ourselves just instantaneously. We. Well, not. I mean, if it was if if it was rolled out slowly because it was super fucking expensive or whatever, like. Like, yeah, hospitals, like the Mayo Clinic would have it first, and, um, and there would be time to kind of adjust to the thought. What a weirdly optimistic note. and note. Elon Musk. What? Sorry, I was just, um, 
That's a weirdly optimistic note. Yeah, because it's not you. There you go. That explains it. I wasn't that. Oh no! She put, she put out the gun. I didn't even say anything. Yeah, before you can talk anymore, we're gonna end this. Okay. All right. On the optimistic note. Optimistic note. Bing! <laughs> and that's our show for today. Thank God. <laughs> So thank you to Mira. Bye. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess thanks to Steve. <laughs> They're never gonna let me in front of a mic again. I think I think you're responsible for every shirt logo we ever create from now on, though. That's I'm okay with this. I will, I will make a little illustrations of, of a um, spider loaf. Spider loaf. Actually, I think Mira's illustration of a spider loaf we could put on a... Oh, can we... Yes. A button. Spider loaf buttons. Oh, did I, oh, I don't have it on me. Never mind. I have your button on my hat. I can... Yeah. I can send you a reminder if you want. Because <laughs> I want in on that. What, the spider loaf? A spider loaf button. <laughs> yes. I have to figure out who has the, the button maker now. I have a teeny button maker. It makes them one inch across. So... Okay, I'm going to have that really for Really like, tiny spider loafs? You can have really tiny spider lobes, or we could, but it, it's you know how you, the smallest buttons you see around. So we could we could do something. You could draw it normal size and then you shrink it down. So hey Rachel, let's just pretend for a moment that I I finished my sign off, <laughs> and you can continue wrapping up the show. Do you want to end this? Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks also to Edible Baja Arizona for letting us use their space. And to Steve, because he's going to have to edit this. <laughs> and don't forget, you can look on our website, panelschmail.com, for all our geeky references, Sean's homework, and sometimes Mary's illustrations, because they're awesome. I'm Rachel. We're out of here. Spider loaf, spider loaf, does whatever spider loaf does. It pops out of your mailbox and eats your face.